Welcome to the Family Fright Night Horror Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the Family Fright Night Horror Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Will. Today I'm joined by Carietta Dorsch, author of Mitchell County Stories and Cabin Sunflower. Carietta, how are you doing today? Good, doing good. Good, is it sunny where you're at? Uh, I think it was. I've not been outside. I've been working all day writing. <laughs> That's a good thing then. I keep the blinds closed and I'm in my little cave. Yeah, it keeps you from wanting to go outside and associate with the real world, right? <laughs> yeah. I need to have those days more often. So I start every interview <laughs> asking the same question. Uh, what is your favorite horror movie of all time? My favorite horror movie of all time is The Strangers. Ooh, I love that one. I think just because of how raw and how real it is. Because it's an unexplained, senseless act that happens almost every single day. And it's really terrifying. Yeah. Are you excited about the uh, the remakes? I am. It's 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 up in the air. I'm I'm excited, but I'm also like I hope they don't mess this up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the pray, sequel. Yeah, Pray at Night was really good. I love the soundtrack. It worked well with the killings. Yeah, some people said they didn't care for that one quite as much because it was more. Uh, I, I guess it was less constrained. Like it had more of a world to it and less. Uh, yeah. The atmosphere was different. I guess that's what people didn't like about it. But for me, it was an exciting movie to see in theaters. Like, I loved it. I mean, even though it had that full free world kind of aspect to the second one, I still think it kept in realistic possibility, Mm -hmm. which still makes it scary. Yeah, because they were alone at a camp uh, campgrounds or something. That was a pretty good one. It had kind of a uh, what's that video game I love? Um where you play as the killer or as you play as a victim. What's that called? The, uh, Dead by Daylight. Dead by Daylight. That, that's what it reminded me of. It reminded me of Dead by Daylight. <laughs> so t- what can you tell us about your books, uh, Mitchell County Stories and Cabin Sunflower? Uh, Cabin Sunflower is from Psychotoxin Press. It'll be coming out really soon. It's a YA novel. Uh, it's a throwback to maybe a little bit of Sleepaway Camp. A little bit of Friday the 13th, a little bit of mass flasher going on for for kids. It's important for kids to start reading. So, you know, even though a lot of my writing is extreme, I I still try to take the time to embrace the, you know, a younger audience and give them something that they can enjoy and not be traumatized by. Yeah. Well, growing up, I had all those violent books, too. I had Stephen King, but I also had like Darren (laughs) Chan. You ever read Darren Chan? Yeah. Oh my God. One of my favorites of all time. <laughs> like I'm a full ass man and I still love his books. <laughs> the the kind of the way I set up the chapters was a little bit of like the R.L. Stein trope where he, you know, he raises the hand and then fade to black. Next chapter, you know, where yeah. he, it gives that added suspense, you know, you're like, ah, oh, and you got to keep reading to find out what happens. You know, is he going to swing down? What is he going to do? So. Yeah, writing for that age is hard, too, because every chapter yes. has to keep their attention. Like, you can't have too much exposition at uh, once. You can't have meandering yeah. thoughts. Like, you have to be fast-paced, and you have to keep their attention. Yeah, you have to keep it kind of short, keep it simple, you know, mm-hmm. sweet and to the point. Now, Mitchell County Stories is a collection of uh, short stories with unveiling nightmares, and it's a little more extreme. It's for definitely an adult audience. Um 
those have extreme stories, some splatterpunk stories, some stories that, you know, as I was typing myself, I'm like, ooh, this is, that's just pretty messed up. Yeah. <laughs> it's always good when you get yeah. that feeling from your own work. Yeah. That's how you know you're hitting a nerve. <laughs> yeah. So uh, what's your writing process like? Do you outline or do you pants? Uh, I do some outlines. Sometimes I start out with some free writing. Like in the mornings, I usually get up. I have my coffee. I'll watch whatever I was watching. Um, here lately, I was binge watching Mad Men because, you know, nothing like a 1960s uh, drama aired <laughs> show to give you inspiration for horror stories. But Yeah, I like Don and, Draper. Uh, he was cool. Yeah. So sometimes like certain lines people say and whatever I watch will will stick to me. Um, there's two stories in particular in Mitchell County that are named after George Jones songs that I had been listening to when I was free riding. And I was like, huh, well, what if? And then so I had turned a George Jones song into this splattered punk extreme, you know, extravaganza. Oh, nice. So um, as far as advice goes, what advice would you give newer authors? To keep writing. Uh, yeah, keep writing. You, you write, you edit, you write, you edit, you write. You, you know, it's an ongoing process. But also know that you know, sometimes with your editing, you have to give it another set of eyes and someone else to, to look at it because... You can only read your writing so much and then you'll still miss things. So you have to trust that your editor will catch it. Yeah. That's what I love about having a second set of eyes is like, no matter how many times I go through my work, something slips through that I don't see. Yep. Because One it's, time it's, I had a, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's just because it's my, it, like it writing my work, for example, I'm just like, Ooh, this is good. Cause it's my work. So there's mistakes that I'm missing because I'm so excited about what I've written. <laughs> yeah. I think some people, they don't use a second set of eyes. Like they kind of trust themselves to like catch everything and they never do. Like I can tell immediately if somebody only looked at it themselves. Yes. Like you have people with a different colored hair from chapter one to chapter two. It's like, ah, it's a mistake that I would miss too. Yep. So how many drafts do you do typically? Uh, I usually do two. Two, sometimes three, depending on the length of the of the work. Um, some of mine tends to be a little shorter-ish. I've written a lot of short stories, longer short stories. Um, working on a novella that should be coming out this this year. Uh, yeah, novellas are fun. They're like my sweet spot where it's like 150 oh, yeah. pages. They're fast paced and get through them yep. in a day. Yeah, you can you can read it, enjoy it it's like a quick little movie. You've sat down. You're you're loving what it is. You don't have to worry about those big, huge door stoppers of a book. You don't have to get those big tombs by oh, some yeah. of the something that gives you a workout when you're holding it. So you can, <laughs> it's like lifting a 10 pound little boulder. Yeah. Yeah. What I like about, like you said, it's almost like reading a movie where it's like a yeah. tight 90 minute movie in a book. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to worry about, you know, your biceps getting strained while you're holding the 12 pound copy. Yeah. Try reading uh, Infinite Jest, that book. Oh my God. It is the <laughs> thickest, chunkiest book I've ever seen. Good. But, uh, you know, it's just a lot of time. And in today's modern era, it's just not as much time, really. So it's 
Who are some of your uh, influences? Uh, some of my favorite writers, you know, King, even though he is he, he is long-winded. I loved Anne Rice. But my two favorite writers over any genre, and they're not horror at all, is Chuck Palahniuk mm-hmm. and Edward Bunker. I don't know Bunker, but I love uh, Chuck Palahniuk. Yeah, he is just fantastic. Uh, Bunker is great. Uh, they turn two of his into films, Animal Factory. No be so fierce. Most of all his books take place in prison or getting out of prison. Um, and he's just very raw and very true to that experience. And uh, Chuck's book, did you read his newest one, uh, Not Forever But For Now? I just got it for Valentine, so I'm about to start it. Oh, that is a way different book. Like I <laughs> thought I knew I was getting into, but as usual, he surprises you. Yep. Every book is like a, a different just he just changes yeah. every single book. He progresses to something different. Yeah, some people complain about that because they don't like him playing with style because they just want Fight Club over and over again. But yeah. for me, it's about staying fresh. And I love the way he oh, does that. Uh, I love it. My f- personal favorite of Chuck would be Beautiful You because of how weird and strange it was. And I don't think I've read that one yet. Uh, Is I that think the memoir? He wrote it. No, it's about this man who is like despises women. So he develops this sex toy that will render them useless and pretty much like zombies because that's all they're going to be going after is batteries to keep this thing going. It it is so weird and so bizarre. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds right up my alley. So worth reading. I think he said in the author's note, he had read once that people don't like adverbs and that he didn't like adverbs. And then he's like, well, I'm going to write a book where I can use as many as I want to. So he tried to use it. So it's so different. It's just like adverb city. Yes, but it's so fun and so <laughs> gross and just. He has a really strong sense of humor. That's what I like about him. He does. He, he has the in your face humor. He has the dry humor that can slip by you with ease if you're not paying attention. Mm-hmm. I really like him. I haven't liked, uh, what was it, uh, Lullaby. That was one of his uh, more horror yep. books. Yep. Uh, I like that one. I like the story behind that book as well. What was the story? He wrote it during the time where he was going to trial for his father's death. He was pretty much in limbo of whether or not to, to try to get the killer to be put to death or not. So he wrote Lullaby during that time that he was suffering from his dad's murder and you know whether or not you know it's right or wrong or morality of it all i did not know that yeah did they tell about his uh dad's murder in the book uh what was it the the non-fiction ones all the short stories i believe so okay i said trying to remember i think he said a little bit about that in there yeah, it was a good book too i love his uh story with marilyn manson in that book where he's getting his tail read (laughs) As I picture those two sitting down together and having a great time. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'd love to have a cup of coffee with Jeff. That'd be awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. So uh, music-wise, you listen to music while you write, or does that influence you at all? Because I yes. know you said you came up with the title. Yes. No, I will listen to all kinds of music. I'm 29, but all the music that I listen to is from like the 80s and back. So I'm listening to Carolina Beach music, George Jones, Tammy Wynette. Conway Twitty, you know, and I'm writing these horrific stories while I'm listening. You got a friend in me by Randy Newman. 
you know? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I just That's why I'm doing it. 2000 words of what had the, so I don't know if you've ever went to Disneyland, but the carousel of progress, they have a song when you go in there called, you know, every day's at new day tomorrow. So I had this whole joyful Disney song playing on repeat while I was writing this huge graphic scene of, <laughs> that's funny yeah i always have music in the background that's a big part of my writing process i have to it drowns out anything else yeah yeah i know if i'm in silence it's just like insufferable like i can't get anything done i have to be somewhere with people around me or in a room where it feels like i have people around me like voices somehow like whether it's background tv or music yeah with the movie or TV, sometimes it'll be a too distracting because something will catch my eye and I'm like, oh, and then lose focus on what I'm doing. But music tends to just be straight. And I can't do instrumental. I've tried instrumental, but it doesn't really do the same thing as having those voices and singing. Mm-hmm. So, so sometimes do you have like the a... most cheerful of songs will bring out the most brutal of scenes. So. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, do you have like a daily word count you try to hit or what are your goals like for the day? Like, do you just kind of see what comes out? Yeah, I just kind of see what goes out. I, I don't really set a goal. I'll have like the goal in mind of, okay, this story I'm going to work on a little bit and this story I'll work on a little bit. Sometimes I go back and forth. I'll work on this story for an hour or so and then I'm like, wow, my brain hurts. And then I go to this other story that's so different from that and try to so, that's pretty just go awesome. back and forth. Unless it's just really flowing, then I just stick with it. Yeah, it's hard sometimes. Like if I set a goal, it's too ambitious and I don't hit it. I feel like a failure. Whereas if I go in with like no goal, I'm a success no matter how much I write. (laughs) Exactly. That's why I'm always a winner because my goal is just to write. That's that's all. (laughs) Yeah. And that's what's important too is like sitting down just to write. A lot of people overlook that easy step. It's like getting yourself to sit down and put a pen in your hand. Yep. All it takes is that first little line. That's that's uh sometimes I stress over titles because I'm a firm believer that a title is as important as the story itself. So I'm and I always come up with the title first. Even if I have the story in my mind, I have to have the title first before I can start typing. Yeah. It's, it's one of my things. I can't just do untitled and then start writing. I can't do it. Plus, it's hard to come up with a title after the fact because you're trying to get everything you just wrote into like two words. Yep. It's like the ultimate synopsis problem where you can't yep. boil the story down. Yep. Uh, Mitchell County Stories is named that because every story takes place in Spruce Pine, which is an actual city in North Carolina in Mitchell County. So it, that's where that title for that collection comes from. And then Cabin Sunflower is just one of the cabins that's on that camp. So, okay. So, pretty simple t- titles for those, but they're really fun. And uh, when are the release dates? Um, Cabin Sunflower will be in April, and Mitchell Counties will be in June. Exciting. Two books in a year. Very exciting. Very exciting. Do anything fun uh, to celebrate? I'm probably just going to have an old fashioned. So, <laughs> it's my that's favorite cocktail. Yeah. I only drink cocktails from Mad Men. That's the only <laughs> <laughs> committed to the show. <laughs> Fully committed. Oh, uh, side note, have you watched uh Succession? That's my next favorite show after Mad Men. Oh my god, it's a, it's a blast. It's a little bit raunchy, but it's really funny too. 
No, currently I'm watching the Dahmer show for the second oh, go yeah. around. <laughs> that just made me cringe so hard because he plays a role so perfectly. Oh, it's so it's just so brutal. There's yeah. a few things that are different from actual, you know, factual and whatnot, but I think overall the essence and and the emotional and just everything is just it is accurate. Mm. And now, do you have a website? Where can everybody find your work at? Just on Facebook at the moment. And then Unveiling Nightmares, Nightmare Downloads. You can get a few short stories. I have my extreme Christmas story that was on Psychotoxin's Eye Tales. But Facebook's pretty much my only social media. I like to keep it simple. Yeah. If you get too many social media sites, it just it's, yep. works that, you too That's hard. your day. Yeah, that's your day. Instead of writing, you're doing you're bouncing back and forth between ten different social medias. <laughs> it's distracting too. Like I'll find myself sitting and writing, then my phone's in my hand, and I'm like, oh, yep. I'm stuck now. Ooh, cat video. <laughs> More like shiny yeah. object. I just have to sit here and watch it for an hour. <laughs> yep. Yep, okay. yep. Sometimes it's inspiration. I had, so I was scrolling through my messages once, and I saw someone posted a picture of a blender, and I'm like, huh story so i wrote an entire short story about this guy and what he does with a blender and that is in the collection as well if you're ever curious <laughs> i see the possibilities <laughs> and he none of them a, are none of them are pleasant <laughs> oh no he makes a smoothie that very very few people will ever ever want <laughs> well thank you so much for joining i really appreciate your time of course. Thank you for having me on here. Thank you. All right. Well, you have a great night. You too. Bye. You too.